This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. What's going on, everyone? Welcome once again to the Bass Kayak and Beers podcast on the Paddle and Fin Network. As always, it's your boy Armando with another great episode we got for you today. Um, Dan Perry is joining me. I'm super excited to always talk to Dan Perry um, when I have him on the show. However, um, the two guests that I had lined up um, this week have kind of like uh, canceled on me. Well, not canceled. We had to reschedule because unforeseen circumstances. So Dan Perry was nice enough to join me for today. So we're going to have him come up in a few minutes. But uh, small intro before I start the show once again. Thank you for Douglas Rod. Go check out DouglasOutdoors.com. Sponsor of my show. Go check out the X Matrix and the LRS rods. And if you like fly fishing, go check out their fly fishing rod. There's Guy G. I think it's uh, an award-winning um, rod. Um, so awesome rods, sponsor of my show. So huge shout out to them. Um, now that we've gone that, through that, uh, let's see. What can I talk to you about before I bring that in? Um, as you know, I got second place on the Slay Nation um, in Lake Fork. Not bragging about it. It was only second place. Uh, but I did get a chance to be on the... Um, Dark Waters Kayak Fishing with Josh Smith. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I think it's episode 198. The one that has my name on it, Armando Solan, and my ugly face in the thumbnail. So go check it out. Go support Josh Smith, Dark Waters po- Kayak Fishing Podcast. Great podcast. Huge influence on, on my personal podcast. So other than that, got to do a little pre-fishing for the next Lane Nation tournament, which is a Lake Granberry, which is a lake that I hate. I've been there four times. Today was the first time I even caught a fish there. So, and it was only one fish in five hours. So, but anyways, that is, that's one of the things when we talk about becoming a better angler, like I thought about like, why am I going to enter into this um, trail? Because this lake is no good for me. But at the same time, if I want to be a better angler, whether it's competitive or just be a better fisherman just for my own enjoyment i gotta learn how to fish bodies of water that i'm not comfortable with so i figured i entered you know i'm not 
I'm not super confident going into this um, trail, but I figured, you know what? I can't become better if I'm only cherry picking the lakes that I feel that I'm confident or good at. I have to get out of my comfort zone. So, And that's what I want to encourage anybody out there. Whether you're doing it just to be a better angler for yourself, to enjoy you know, catching more fish on the water, or whether you're getting into tournament fishing, you know, step outside your comfort zone. You know, go for those lakes that bodies of water that are struggle, um, especially when there's tournaments out there. You know, obviously... There's some tournament fees that you have to take in consideration, but when there's a small club, you know, and the entry fees is not that much, then go ahead, you know, challenge yourself. You might surprise yourself. Anyways, that's what I got for you today. Dan Perry's about to join me. Before we do that, we're going to go into brief commercial from Waypoints, and then Dan Perry's going to join us. So thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by... Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessories, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. And the 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the 153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. Dan the Man Perry, buddy, how are you? Good, man. What's going on? How you doing, Armando? Congrats Pretty on good. the tournament, by the way. And second place. I lost to the Possum King. Second is awesome, man. Don't second be sad. Pretty good. Don't, don't, uh, don't, you know, don't put second place down. Well, I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm gloating. Or like, look at this guy gloating on his podcast. He has second place. Well, only second place. But, I mean, I'm proud of it. Don't get me wrong. I'm super proud of it. Uh, the only thing in hindsight is, like, I was so happy that I got my fifth fish because it was a tough day that i i left the you know i lift the foot out of the pedal you know i should have kept grinding it out and trying to call that smaller fish and that maybe would have gotten me the win but man it was such a sense of relief when i caught that last fish that was like i kept fishing i just wasn't as aggressive as i should have stayed so that's lesson mental check for the next one Probably a good episode for our new segment on Paddle and Finn with Chris. I can never pronounce his last name. Chris, if you're listening, I apologize. What's his last name? Sly? Uh, you got me. I I pr- <laughs> Chris, we do know, apologize. I, yeah, Every I, I, other Sunday. Saturday or Sunday is his show. Sundays, right? Saturday. Saturday? I think it's Saturday. Him and, uh, him and the, the other brats. I, I think they flip-flop on Saturdays. Okay, I, I always listen it. during a week, so I don't know. Yeah, that's the same thing. Yeah, so I don't know exactly what day they come on. I think it's Saturday they flip flop. Yeah, so go listen to him. Uh, the mindset, I think, is the name of the segment. Yeah. So that's a good, that's a good subject, Chris. You can have that subject. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we need to talk about this cranberry, man. We can sit here and look at the map and try to figure this out together. Well, it's two weeks away. I don't want anybody. My my, my listeners are from Slay Nation. <laughs> but yeah, we can look at the map. We can figure it out if you want. Um, other than that, before I forget, I was going to mention it on the intro. In the intro. Congratulations to the winners um, for the um, Hobie BOS at Mississippi River up in Wisconsin. Yeah. Matthew Brown got first place. Russ Snyder, big surprise, second place. Jay Wallen, who's on a hot streak. Talk about momentum. If you don't believe in momentum in fishing, check out what Jay Wallen is doing lately. Eric Flesher and Texas Boy. Gio Guillermo Gonzalez making Texas proud. Got number fifth. 
Huge shout out to Catherine Fields too, man. I wanted to give a shout out to her because this is the second time I've noticed that she doesn't have a great first day, but she makes huge moves on the second day and then she wins the, they give her a decoded lithium yeah, power yeah. move. Mm -hmm. This is the second time I've seen her done that. I don't know how many people have done it twice, but what I do want to give a shout out to is that speaks to her character, man. Yep. Her never give up, you know, that I love that she's won that kind of award, so to speak, that power move award uh, twice now, because it shows, it just personifies her as a kayak angler, as a person. She just, she's just stubborn mule. She won't give up. And that's great. I say that in the most complimentary way I can say it, you know, so shout yeah, out to Catherine Fields. Yeah, she's nothing if not determined, and I mean, yeah. she's gonna go out there and do the best, give it everything she has every time she goes out. And she's she's getting better. I mean, it's 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 so so fun and so like everybody's rooting her on because she puts it all out there and she tries so hard and good for her, you know. It is amazing, amazing what she's done. I mean, what can what else can you say about Catherine? Yeah. So congratulations to her and. Everybody that took, um, you know, that catch a check at the Hobie BOS in, Sesquah in Susquehanna in um, Wisconsin, Mississippi River. Yep. So what do you want to talk about, Dan? What can we talk about? Let's talk about KFL. I know you guys are going against um, one of the teams here from Texas, um, the Bandits? Texas well, Bandits? Well, yeah, yeah. Not yet. This weekend we made it to... Um, we made it to the playoffs in the South Division. We were undefeated. Our guys went down to Florida, had a great tournament, but got beat by them. Um, yeah, and, you know, going down to Central Florida and getting beat by the home team, I mean, it's, and that was the one on the schedule that was always going to be the most difficult. So it's definitely understandable the guys did good, but they didn't get the win. Um, and then last weekend we were supposed to go to Indianapolis, which was one of the guys, whenever they came down here from Indy, got covid yeah. So that game got postponed, and because they did get postponed, and we were the only game playing that was supposed to play that last weekend, um, we were in. It put us in. Whenever we lost in Florida, it put us in the second place. And no matter what happened, whenever we went to Indy, it was win or lose. We were going to be in second place. So we were all. We already had second place. So we decided that even though we had already paid for the place. Uh, it just wasn't worth going up. I mean, we're all people who work, so it wasn't worth burning the vacation time and burning the, yeah. uh, you know, to the time and the money and the effort being away from families to go fish something that just didn't matter on a non-bucket list kind of lake. Not, not the, nothing against Lake Manitou, and it looked like a lot of fun and there was plenty of fish, but um, it just really, you know, it, it didn't make any sense for us to go fishing. Okay. And I, I hate to say that we were all disappointed, and nobody wants to be the team that doesn't go fish, you know. But well, let me uh, let me sense, ask you this. Go ahead. It, it didn't make a difference. So let me ask you this, because that brings a good point, and not criticizing KFL. We understand whatever KFL is now. If it's going to move to the next stage mm -hmm. in becoming bigger, things have to change. Every single sports organization especially something that's kind of groundbreaking because we haven't seen really like a season and playoff in kayak fishing, much less in a team as a yeah. team sport. So not criticizing KFL at all. 
what Greg Nozer is doing, I think it's awesome, and we're supporting him. However, it stands the reason that if it's going to move into more popular grounds, there's going to be um, an evolution on the sport. Now that you mentioned that, you know, it seems like there's kind of like something that could be fixed there with the scheduling. Where is it? Well, you know, to avoid it, where you have to go to fish a place where it's like, well, the winner is already determined as far as who makes it to the playoff. What are we playing for? And again, that's every sport. Every sport yeah. at the end of the season, at some point with soccer, football, there's there's meaningless games that you and, just have to comply with. Yeah. But how do you... What do you feel needs to be changed or could be a, a good uh, suggestion for KFL moving forward? And if we if we if this week hadn't gotten postponed because of COVID, we would have went up to Indy and let's say we would have won that. I mean, you know, win or lose. And then we went to Florida and then lost like what happened. We'd still be in the same place. So it wasn't whether the game was before or after. It really didn't, you know. We'd already cemented, like this week. Your spot, yeah. Yeah, yeah Tar Heel Lunkers were third. So each, there's three teams from the north, three teams from the south. So whoever at home playoffs, they call it the wild card weekend. Two teams play each other, second and third from each division, north and south. There were 17 teams. Six make it to playoffs. So Tar Heel Lunkers are coming to us, and, um, and they're going to fish here, and the winner of that goes to Texas next weekend so uh so yeah it's um no matter what nothing in this case that there are some things with kfl that i think in the second year are going to evolve and change because you know like bass they've they need to make some changes and i'm sure kfl's going to make some changes too but i think in this case it wasn't necessarily anything that could have been done or anything that needed to be changed it's just the way it rolled that we did so well during the season that the third place team wasn't that close to us. It was always us, us and the bandits. And uh, because we lost in Florida, they have home field advantage for the last week of the playoffs at Lake Fairfield, which is going to be difficult. So. Yeah. Lake Fairfield. And who's on the other team? I know one of my guests, uh, future guests is on the other team. It's, it's bandits. I think it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Derek Miller's on that team as yeah. well. Right. Yeah, Derek, Derek Miller and Fairfield is a hard out, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, yeah that's, they should rename that, like, Derek Miller's, like, um, I, I, I've I heard... I look forward to the challenge. Yeah, I know it is. I think out of, Flor out of all the teams that really have a home court advantage, I think Florida, just because it is so geographically different from a lot of other places. Like, I've heard, like... Central Florida lakes are like the deepest you'll see a lake is six, eight, ten feet yeah. deep. Um, a lot of grass. It's like it's very kind of like unique. I mean, all places are unique, but Florida really seems to be something like different. And you know, you see guys over there like Benetti and um, forgot his name. I apologize. Uh, what's the other guy from Texas? Is from Florida is always putting big numbers. Anyways, I forgot. Probably more. But, or Bobby, not Moynihan, but uh, Bobby Warren too. Yeah, Bobby Moore. Big Gun Warren too. Um, so yes, you say yeah. that, but the Alabama Hammers did have the highest win loss ratio out of any other team, including Texas. And we only fished five games, so whether it was on the road or at home, we won by more than any other team. Oh no, 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 and, I, and I'm not saying they're better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm just saying, saying that. 
it's a home I'm, field advantage for us has been i would say florida is the toughest to go I, I yeah know. nobody beat us at home either so yeah i mean it, it home court advantage is home court advantage i just feel like florida really has just because oh, yeah. it's really different it's kind of geographically different from everything else yeah. um just everglades and stuff like that and i don't do they do um um title lakes yeah. over there you know so yeah that that's a huge difference yeah kind of like california yeah uh, washington warhawks they play it on uh the potomac so that was title. I, I think uh, maybe a couple other events were played on title fisheries too. Yeah, that's that's really different game right there. Yeah, so, although, although there are some things that need to be, you know, just evolved into into year two. Um, I would just say that the KFL for me, it's man, it's so crazy that people people are either for some. It seems like in kayak fishing, and it's so sad. Like everybody wants to be in a in a group, and this goes along with everything. Everything that we see online, <laughs> everything, <laughs> there we're going. and you can extrapolate this out to everything. You don't, even if you're not in another group, you don't have to shit on the other group. Yeah, it's okay, it's okay not to do that. Like the KFL might not be for you, and uh, you know, it's not for everybody. That's fine. But I can say for this year, I've learned from. Coley McGowan, Lance Coley, Tim mm. Perkins, John Lessman, you know, my boy Chuck, Chuck Wise, uh, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Baker, everybody on the team, they all have their strengths. And I have learned so much from what, whatever you're in an environment where people are giving you everything because they want you to do well. They're giving you everything down to the detail of what they're doing, why they're doing it. And whatever you're actually talking to somebody and not just your buddy who's fishing against you in the same tournament and you're actually hearing what they're doing and why they're doing it in the same tournament. Dude, it's, I've, I have learned more this year than I have any other year of kayak fishing and fishing in general. That's, and, and that's, that's 100% real. I'm, whether you, you don't want to fish KFL or not, whatever you think about it, I can say from my perspective and the games I've fished, I have had the most fun and learned the most this year out of, out of any other time. And that's not even – I don't even know if I'm going to fish it next year. But I can say this year has been tremendous. So you have you enjoyed the KFL experience? Yeah, I, I really have had a great time. I've made, you know – staying with okay. people talking all the time the group chat we have it's it really has and, and a lot of that's because i'm a i'm a lake angler so i've been our team is so diverse we have a lot of river guys too and man i have learned so much about creeks and rivers fishing with them and just moving water and things like that and things that aren't my strength i'm not going to say they are my strength now but i understand why there's someone else's strength and some of the yeah, some of the things i didn't know before for sure yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. And I personally, I I haven't watched a lot of the KFL. I know Greg Nozar is doing, trying to do a good job of uh, promoting it. He's doing everything he can. Yeah, he everything he can. Um, <laughs> kind of speaking to, to kind of like the hatred of some of the stuff out there. Like, I, I'm with you on that one. I don't get it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. It's not for you. It's not for you. That's okay. let it let, let let let's give it a chance let's let people let somebody like greg nosa whoever it is try to build something and see what comes out of it 
Maybe it's just a fad. It'll go away in a year. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's going to be the next big thing in kayak fishing. Maybe it's not going to be the best, next best thing in kayak fishing, but it's going to be sustainable and enjoyable for a certain group of people. Well, what's yeah. the harm in that? Just let, just let it be. Just enjoy it. There's no need to hate on it. There's no need to... Like, I've, I've seen the polls and I've seen the comments on it. And I'm like... What's up? What is it causing harm to anybody? It's not causing harm to the sport. I saw a comment once. Somebody said, "Well, if it's too much, you know, if maybe it's too much for the sport." I don't think there's such a thing as too much for the sport of kayak fishing in general. You know, yeah. having the online tournaments, having the KBBT, having the uh, the Hobie BOS, having the Bass. I don't think it's too much because it it comes to a point where. You don't know what the limits of the sport and the kayak kayak fishing community is until you've overreached. You know, how do you know how far you can go if you don't overreach? And we've seen it, you know, we've seen it with KBF, you know, where they had to like pull back some things. It's like, okay, this is as far as we can go without, you know, kind of like putting in jeopardy the brand name. And that's fine. That that's what you have to do. You have to go exceed the limits of what you can do, and so you can find out what is the limit of your capabilities. In this case, the kayak fishing community and the sport. So KFL, me and Jimmy had an episode about it. And you, we were commenting after it. That was last year, and all three of us were talking about it. And it's the same thing. Me and Jimmy didn't understand the point of it. We didn't think it was great. But at the same time, hey, we'll promote it. We'll promote it. On, I'll promote it on my podcast. I've had great notes out here before. Just because I don't see it working out doesn't mean that I'm going to hate it or crap on it. Because it's it's not my place. You know, I may not see it that way, but give it a chance. Maybe it'll evolve. And we've seen how Greg knows are from... You know, when it started the project to what it is now, we've seen the changes. And there's nothing wrong with making changes. Like, to think that the plan A is going to be sustainable for the next 10 years is illogical. And people jump, oh, you see, they made changes. They didn't work. No, it's not that. You set up a plan. You set up a, a kind of like a blueprint of what you think is going to be successful. And then once you put it in practice and you see where you trick and where you have to do changes and evolve it from there. And that's what it is. That, That's that my opinion. I don't know how they have lofty goals. I have no idea how big it's going to get. But it's going to happen again next year. I mean, yeah. there's and you have some of the best anglers in the country fishing it. I mean, you really do. If if you look at all the teams, there are some excellent anglers fishing, yeah. and um, it's you know it's live events. It's just doing it in a team format. It's it's okay that they're doing something else. It it's all right, it's everybody. Cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's fine. Let's yeah. enjoy it. Let's see what happens with it. Um, and again, you shout out to Greg Nosar. I mean, he's putting he's putting a lot of effort into this. And that's I'd rather have Greg Nosar put all his effort into trying to make an idea and think outside the box and you know bring it to fruition and be successful than have Bassmaster come on and kind of just kick the ties and do half acid let's let's be honest and not, and not to go down that rabbit hole but i'd rather see that than the other because we've we've had this conversation on the paddle and fin in the og show and and on our you know group chat in um paddle and fin for the host 
So I'm not going to keep throwing jabs at Bassmaster. But the point is, I want I if Greg Noser is trying to build it and he's putting all his effort to it and it looks like he is from what I can see, then yeah, let's let's see how it goes, man. Let's before we bash it, let's see how great it can be. Who knows? Yeah, it's 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 fun. I know that. So, so you plan to fish next year, or you still have your? I probably probably not, and that's not because I don't enjoy my team or I, I don't enjoy fishing it because I've learned so much. I just have really limited vacation time. Yeah, and I, if if I want to fish some hobies or some bass events, I am I have lost like eight vacation days on fishing KFL. And that's, you know, that's, that's a, a lot. lot. Of, yeah, that's, that's a lot a of lot. events that I could fish. So if I think about it, I probably had more fun fishing KFL than I have Hobies and Bass over the last few years. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, if, if you want, it's it, it's it's tough, man. I'm uh, with a family, limited vacation days. It's it's always going to be my struggle. Yeah, that's that's the thing about it. You know, at the end of the day, this is not to a point where it's paying the bills yet. Yeah, so maybe fun. at some oh, yeah. point it will, and not just KFL, anything. Unless you're yeah. you're winning every, unless you're in the money. And when I say in the money, in the top three on every single event, and you're not really profiting out of this, take consideration all the travel expenses, hotels, blah blah blah. They have to pay. Yeah, so. I, I don't have any kind of expectations over being a pro or anything else i feel like i've gotten better and i just you know i have fun with it and it is what it is so if i were smart i would probably stay with kfl and learn more and have more fun but you know i, I just it's hard for me personally to put that many eggs in one basket i like yeah. the kfl i enjoy it i just don't know if i can commit another year to it in the situation on that but uh, again that's in no way of putting it down Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Yeah, and it, that's going to be one of the challenges, I think, for KFL is trying to get people who says like, hey, man, uh, we want you to come to the sport because we could use the big names, you know, kind of like bring it, gives them more um, credibility when you have bigger names like Russ Snyder's, Cody Milton, stuff like that. But and at there, the same there time, a, there was a Russ Snyder's and the Chad Hoover team and yeah. all these other teams playing that pulled out right at the very yeah. end. So all these, a lot of other big names that didn't commit to it this year a lot of those names were going to have a team that we're talking about before because there were four or five i'm not putting down any of those people but there were four no they have the reasons yeah that whenever it was time to put up the money they decide not to do it and and that was my point that's going to be the challenge when you think about guys families and jobs is like well you know 
when you th think about guys like, let's say, Russ Snyder, Cody Milton, Catherine Fields, Guillermo, um, even the new, new Youngbloods, Ewan Minor, you know, those are guys that eventually they could get sponsorship to help them pay for the sport. But now when you say, well, now I have to, my family time, my vacation time, now KFL, but my sponsors would rather I fish a Hobie BOS than a Bassmaster, than a KFL, then that's, I think that's what's going to limit um, KFL in that aspect. You know, it's trying to draw those big names because at the end of the day, something has to give, you know you're only human none of us here are robots and to think you can fish all of them you know you have to make sacrifices and for most guys to say well you know what pays off more and what's more advantageous for my quote-unquote career as a kayak angler you know for my sponsorship um you know uh, uh then it's gonna be the big name tournaments the hobie bos bassmaster k uh kbfs so KFL kind of takes a backseat to that. And it's going to be a challenge, you know. And let's see what Greg Noser comes up with uh, next well, they, season. Already, all the 17 teams yeah. that are already teams, there's already two more committed next year. So they've yeah. already grown. So yeah. it's And that's just two. They're going to grow more next year. So it's it's getting bigger no matter what. No matter what names. I mean, Derek Brundle, Matthew Conant, you know, there's all the – Derek Miller. There's all, all these other people that are – you know, sticks. Colin McGowan. Derek Miller. That's the name I was thinking about from Florida. Yeah, there's. Oh no, Derek Miller is from uh, Texas. Never mind. Yeah, uh, there's. Uh, you know, Mike Elsey, national champion. Mike Elsey. Yeah. You know, there's so many people that are fishing it this year that just because you haven't tuned in, there's a lot of big names that are fishing it, or people that, you know, like Lance Coley, somebody who hasn't on my team, who he's. One angler. Lance Coley's a great angler. Oh, he's unbelievable. He got set. Yeah. He, believe me, Lance Coley is one of the best anglers in the country. So, now, although you might not know his name, I promise he will take your money any day of the week. Yeah, I had him on my podcast. I think he he came. He won or came second place one of the Hobie BOS events on, on a on the Coos River. He's won. Yeah, angler of the angler of the year multiple times in my state for my club. The classic champ, Alabama classic, multiple times in my state. River Bassin Angler of the Year. River Bassin won multiple term tournaments. I mean, he's he's as good as they get. So a lot yeah. of these names you might not know, and they thought the team environment might be fun, so they got them to come out of their state. But some of the best anglers in the country you might not know that Fish Hobie and Bass and all that, they're the same names that you see all the time. Some of these other guys I are as good as them, I, I promise. I'd be interested to see Lance go um, more committed to. I mean, if this is just me personally, I don't know if he has the opportunity. His personal situation allows him to, but I'd love to see him go um, more into the Hobie BOS. You know, shooting for you know that top fifty and TOC. He's only fished the local ones, right? I don't think he's gone. You know, travel around the yeah, states. He, I think he went to Texas. He went to. Um, he's fished a couple other. This year, he's fished a few, and he. He hadn't had the finishes he wanted, but uh, you know he's one of those people that can win any time. So yeah, but yeah, we can. That's enough about KFL. It's fun. There it's you. fun. <laughs> we'll look forward to see what he comes up with next year. And again, we we're rooting for Greg. Whatever he wants to do with KFL, you know, if it, it helps grow the sport, then let's all 
let's all be a fan of it i guess even if it's not your at least don't bash on it but anyways it's, it's funny like it, every time i say i'm in the kfl it's like i'm now the spokesman at kfl hey I'm, i've had a good time I, i don't i don't say it's right for anybody it was fun for me this year you know there you go are you going to be the new people's champ for kfl now i am my dad's <laughs> my kid's champ and that's it man i am nobody's champ You're my champ. You're the champ of Paddle and Finn. Thanks, buddy. That's Brian. <laughs> Let's talk. I'm not even that. That's Brian. Let's talk about your new segment on Paddle and Finn, man. How's that going? Talk, uh, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, Advanced Kayak Angler. We've done a couple of them. Recording the next one Wednesday night. Um, this week it's going to be Advanced Electronics with uh, Matt Ball, Jake Harshman, and... Oh, Lord, I'm going to forget the third person now. Oh, uh, Casey Reed. So it's oh, Casey. Yeah, uh, Hummingbird 360, Lorance Live Active Target, and Garmin Live Scan, whatever the hell that thing's called. Uh, I forget. So the, you said Lorance, yeah. Garmin, and Hummingbirds? Yeah, so all three of the most the super expensive electronics, I'm going to have them on to talk about it just talk about industry-wide and kayak fishing and talk about the strengths of each one, why they have each one and how they've used it to, to do well. So all of them are three great anglers and, and hope, and they all have a different brand. So we'll, we'll see what they say. That's awesome. Um, I've been meaning to get more into that. I still feel like I want to be more proficient at fishing without relying too much in my electronics before I start going down that rabbit hole of live scope and all that. And I still want to see what the technology, what's the next step in that technology? Because I think it's going to get even better. Um, and I hate to be that guy that bought the latest thing, which is going to happen eventually. I mean, you blink and whatever you bought is already obsolete <laughs> pretty much, but there's always going to be something new, but I hate to be that guy. They're like, yeah, I got the garments scope, and now we have something even better, like 10 times better. I'm like, crap. Now I'm still back. And I just spent $2,000 and I'm still back More than that. with <laughs> analog technology kind of thing. <laughs> See, I'm, I, I really want to know, if I had to pick one, I really want to know about Hummingbird 360. That's kind of the one. I, when I was... Go ahead. Electronics, but most of the time, I just... I just Did I freeze up or was that you? Pardon me. Uh, That's Alabama right. area. But, the, um, but a lot of times, I'll say, I have good electronics, but I don't need to know what kind of hat the fish is wearing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you only need so much good detail. I have side scan, down scan, 2D down scan, you know, regular 2D fish finder and, and my graph. So I don't need, I've never needed anything crazy. And I've been using that since 2012. I've been into, or 2013, I got an $11.99 on my, uh, on my Ranger. And since then, I've, I've been into electronics, but I haven't gotten into that big stuff. But 360 is definitely the one that... Uh, that appeals to me the most. A lot of that's because I'm really not into, I like to have my kind to be clean. I want yeah. to have it. No frills, dependable. Yeah. You, these things, these are the things that matter the most to me. And especially I have a family. We do well, but I don't have, if I break something, I don't have a, I don't want to take a thousand dollars on my family budget to go put something on my kayak because I broke it. So I want things to be durable and good and not have to fiddle with it too much. And I think some of that 
is a little bit too much for me right now. I'd like to see the next iteration of it whenever it gets a little more integrated into a kayak, yeah. it's a little bit easier to manipulate. So that's kind of why I've been waiting. But the 360, yeah. kind of, uh, that one might have me. Or I, next year, I'm going to upgrade my graph. I'm going to get a, gra a hummingbird that is capable to do the 360 down the road. You see, that's what I did with the Garmin. I had the Garmin, I think the seven inch screen, um, but I, it's ready whenever I want to go with the live scope. Um, but then when I was fishing at Lake Fork for the tournament, while I was, you know, before lines in, I was just paddling or pedaling to my uh, spot and I see this guy on a kayak and I thought he was on the tournament. Turns out he wasn't on the tournament. Um, but he had this huge, I mean, TV screen like, right in front of his kayak i'm like that is a big screen buddy so i could see it from far away and so i you know i was passing next to him so i asked him like are you guys under tournament because i was like they're on a tournament then i have to move spots you know i'm not, i can't fish you but they were like thankfully they were not so i told them, hey, i'm on a tournament you don't mind if i fish uh on the spots and like no go ahead so i saw the big screen i, I had to ask him like i could see the the 360 in the monitor and i can see it and i was like i mean i was a few a few yards away and i could still see clearly <laughs> what the fish were doing <laughs> that was that big of a screen and so i had to ask him like is that the hummingbird 360 because i hadn't seen him on a kayak i've seen the lorenz i've seen the garmin but i haven't seen so i picked his brain a little bit and he's telling me it's uh, how great it is because of the way it's set up, it's a lot easier for a kayak than using a, a Garmin LiveScope or Lorenz. I couldn't get into details because I needed to get to my spot. I had a tournament to fish. But it looked, I mean, it looked sweet. I, so I need to, I'm going to listen to that episode of you guys. Um, when is that coming out? Uh, it, I'm just kind of, they're just kind of fitting me in right now. So I don't have a slot. So uh, yeah, surprise sometime this week. But the other two shows have been about knots, and the last one was about finesse swim bait. So we're, we're kind of just going super in-depth with some of the best in the sport at whatever we're talking about. So, so let me let me ask you this, because we have, for those out there, and this information is for those that are listening and fans of Paddle and Finn. We have the bass fishing for noobs, mm -hmm. and then we have yours. What's the difference? What can the audience expect to say, wait a minute? Is this just a repeat? What's what's the difference between bass? Not that one's better than the other. Yeah. Just oh, yeah. what is the concept? You know, what's the difference in concepts between bass fishing for noobs and um, advanced anglers? Well, Angler. number one, I'm not covering any topic that the noob show is. Like um, four months ago, he had a show about swim baits. So it wasn't specifically about finesse swim baits. So four months later, I had a show on that. There's never been a show on Paddle and Finn about just knots or just the high-end advanced electronics, like a show just about that. So I'd say like new, the new show is our most popular show. The basics, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they do great. And um, so uh, I would say that's usually just a little bit more general knowledge. And what I'm doing is I'm really trying to be, it's not always, did I want to have a whole show about knots? That's pretty dang boring, but... I know what other kind of knots other people are doing now. And if you're hardcore into this, 
this is the kind of stuff that you want to know. Like, what are these real for real tournament anglers using? Why they're using it? How they're using it? And I'm going absolutely as in depth as I can. So, although there could be a little bit of overlap on topics, I'm truly doing my best to not overlap him because we're we're all a team. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but we're we are similar but different shows, and not on the we'll never be on the same topics. Cool. Yeah. And again, Bass Fishing for New Sean, who's taking over the um, that podcast, um, does a great job. Oh, yeah. I, I love Sean does a great job. He has a great show. He, he does have a great show. But that's cool because I think it's, you know, there's, for those that have been listening to the noobs now and then want to feel like, okay, like, I want to get into kayak fishing tournaments. Now they have this episode that's going to be more targeted to the specifics in and outs of what pro i know brad herlebass and jimmy skinner and brian schiller hate when i use this term but the pka don't shoot me guys professional kayak anglers we're using that term loosely you know getting into what they do to prepare for a tournament i think that's more advanced and not something that as somebody that's learning kayak fishing um wants to really get in in depth and i I'll give you my example. When I started going into learning kayak fishing, I used to watch a lot of the Fluke Master. And I got a little bit into tactical bassing. Um, but it took me a while to get into tactical bassing because I could not understand what they were talking about. They were so technique specific. So to me, it was like, God, it's so complicated. Uh, but now that I've learned to kayak fishing and I've, and it, it now, you know, tactical bassing is more like, yeah, I understand what they're saying now and it works for me now. And I think that's the mindset for everybody out there. If you're listening to the bass fishing for noobs and you're brand new to kayak fishing, that's a great show to start with. Not to say don't listen to advanced kayak anglers with Dan Perry, but you might be overwhelmed when you're talking about the knots and some, um, you know, using a live scope 360 that may not be in your wheel wagon right now and and, and that's exactly, yeah. there's a lot bigger yeah. a lot more people who are getting into kayak fishing or who are at at the noob level that's a whole lot more people yeah my, my target audience is much smaller the hardcore people who are really into it and so if i'm not i'm nowhere near i'm not tactical passing but if that's an example, I'm more of the tactical bassing type show where we get really specific. And Sean is more the Scott Martin Challenge. I love Scott Martin Challenge or Scott Martin Show. And I watch his YouTube channel all the time. And he has the most popular show. And so does Sean. That's the difference. Yeah. And, the, and that's pretty cool. I mean, it's. I, I remember when I started kayak fishing, one of the first videos, actually, when I started fishing, um, that really get into fishing, not just, you know, with my dad throwing a bamboo yeah. stick with a worm in it. You know, we're talking about more like fishing and buying rods and buying reels. I couldn't wrap my head around what's the difference between the action of the rod and the strength of the rod. I had to watch so many videos <laughs> trying to understand what's the difference between, you know, medium. I mean, I can understand mid light, me, uh, medium light, medium medium uh heavy and heavy i can understand 
What I cannot understand is, okay, take that and now mix it with slow, fast, extra moderate, extra fast. It yep. did not make any sense to me. It, it took me a while. And it's, a, it's one of the simplest things about fishing in general when you're selecting a rod. But I just couldn't understand it. Like, what's the difference? What's the difference it, between a fast action rod and a heavy rod? It's, it, it's, it's the difference between the 656 yeah. rod yeah. and why you want a G Loomis with an extra long butt yeah. in so, it sits, so you can keep it against your body whenever you're frog fishing or swim bait fishing and why you want that certain taper and why you want stainless guy or a ceramic guide versus a stainless guide. That's, yeah, I mean, uh, most people don't care. You don't yeah. care about that stuff until you get to a level to where you're really you're trying. really the, yeah. Trying to really hone in on it, and and that's that's kind of the people that I'm trying to target a little bit more with my show. The deep, the people, the idiots like you and me that go into that rabbit hole way too far than that we should have ever gone, and now yep. we need help. <laughs> and then Drew Gregory's using like the same rods and all braid and kicking everybody's butt. Yeah, awesome. So we we haven't find a slap for you yet, right? No, I'm I'm just kind of a float floater right now every now and then there's not a show somebody takes a week off or something and i'm the i'm the fill-in which it yeah. works good for me because my show is every other week and i, I try to help wow. out on the other shows whenever i can awesome like today thank you for filling in by the way yeah man happy to be here thank you for asking me awesome man it's always an honor to have you on the podcast yeah <laughs> what's next for dan perry uh well i have Last weekend, we did a little family trip on the Black Warrior. It was fun. Uh, my son caught a big gar. Well, I caught it for him and then brought it in. Uh, this weekend, I'm off. It's Labor Day, I think, this weekend. Um, this weekend? Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Next week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Next Monday, right? Yeah. We're staying at uh, my mother-in-law's. She's going to Missouri to see family, and, and we're staying at her house with a pool on the lake. So excited about that. Going to chill out. Um that's it and then the week after that i'm going to if we win this weekend i'll go to lake fairfield in texas so go fish kfl uh unfortunately that same week the only tournament that we've had that has overlapped a national tournament is the hobie on pickwick so i'm disappointed in that one because that's my favorite lake but it is what it is um and then the week after that lord willing we would uh you know if we win these next two weeks we would go to the championship on Chickamauga. So, oh my, good luck with that. Yeah. I'm rooting for you. Got to make it through two tough teams. So, yeah, you know, fingers crossed. We're rooting for you. I like. I love my Texas peeps. So, no offense, yeah. but you know, PNF family got to support the PNF family. <laughs> hey, they're they're good. They're going to be hard to beat. But yeah, they're they're, they're yeah. nice group of guys over there. I'm excited and looking looking forward to it. It's my type of fishing, grass and deep. Yeah, I don't, I don't like the in between stuff. Grass and deep, that's my jam. And Fairfield's grass and deep. So there yeah, Fairfield is a great lake. Uh, you can ask Dustin about that. Dustin loves that lake, so it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. You're gonna have a good time. Yeah, man. And maybe we'll see we'll see you when you come to Texas. Yeah, Let, let's hang definitely. out, man. Come on, definitely. Come get, your, uh, get you a couple of beers, and uh, we all set. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get some at uh, Killian's on draft. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, I, I, that's well, a good one. I'm stationed in Texas for three years, and that was my jam. Yeah, Killian's Red Man. That's a good beer. Yeah, can't get the, underrated. 
you can get it in draft around and uh, bottles around here, but you can't get it in draft. And it's so much better on draft. It is a very good beer. Yeah. All right, Dan, I've had you for 45 minutes, and I know you're filling in. you got to be tired, so I really appreciate you taking the time to join me and helping me out with the podcast. I'll give you a few minutes to uh, thank everybody you want to thank, sponsors, family members. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, my wife is always – She doesn't, she's not going to listen because she, you know, <laughs> she's not. But thank you. Uh, she's upstairs putting the kid to bed. Uh, yeah, my family, Summerland Outdoors, if you're looking for an old town – Hobie or anything else, they ship anywhere in the country, and they Jackson, they have them in stock. Like if you're anywhere and you can't get a kayak, they have Big Water 132s, Old Towns in stock. You can get them, um, and they're they sell every rod known to art, known to man. I'm not sure if they have Douglas, but they have all the other brands that they will ship right to you. All the brands, uh, Berkeley Flatworms, all that hard to find stuff. It's like a unbelievably legit tackle shop. They have it all. Um, besides that, Yak Gadget, Bioino Bio Power, and yeah, Paddling Pin. So, Perfect, and Alabama yeah. Hammers, check us out. That's it. And Exxon Lures, they're all behind me, but I guess everybody can't see that. It is nice. Exxon Lures, I, can need, I need to try those lures, man. I see Josh posting on it. It looked juicy. Yeah, they're good. They're really well made. No filler, like good baits, Polonic, and uh, Jacobson both use it, so yeah, they're they're. I would say start out with the Ned Zones. It's the Ned rig. It's got like an extra wobble that the fish just can't. They can't stand it. They get in their face. Kind of like a shaky head. Yeah, it's it's just a Ned Zone, you know, a Ned bait. But it's oh, like, I seen that one. Yeah, like an extra wobble to it. It's really is the deal. And all the tails and uh, on the worms and the craws, they all float. So it's kind of like Z-Man, except not that kind of plastic that you can't get on a hook. I like I like some I still it's like I my love and hate relationship with Z-Man. Yeah, yeah. I use a couple Z-Mans. I, I still can't get away from a couple of them, but almost everything I use for Exxon, they're great people and, and good baits for sure. Like legitimate good baits. Like there's a lot of good baits out there, but I promise Exxon or they really are good. Well there you go. Exxon Lures, if you want to promote my podcast. Yeah. Love to have you. <laughs> nah, just kidding. But yeah, I'm gonna check them out. But, Dan, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Um, we're going to say goodbye to the audience. We'll stick around. Um, and for those out there listening, once again, Douglas Rod, DouglasOutdoors.com. Go check out their rods, LRS, X-Matrix, and the Fly Fishing Rods. This has been the Bass Kayak and Beers. As always, your host, Armando. If you're going to be on the water, please wear your PFDs. I know Dan's tell you the same thing. That's right. So take care, everyone. Have a great day. You're listening to the Waypoint Podcast Network, brought to you in part by HuntStand, the number one hunting and land management app.